From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for the week of March 6th, 2012. I'm John Mangi. I'll be your host this week, and I'm joined by our Orlando team, Kevin Close, Teresa Eccles, Julie Martin, Kathy Whirling, and Max the Intern working the controls. In this segment, Kevin and I are going to tell you a little bit about our trip to New York and our chance to do a tour of the Disney Fantasy as well as attend the christening of the ship. Um, we are very, very excited to be uh, invited to take part in this. This was a very cool thing. In addition to you know, getting a chance to see the ship, we want to have some time to spend in New York. We went out for a whole week. Sometime later on down the road, we're going to do a segment on what to do in New York City in preparation for these cruises that are going to be sailing out of New York. So it helped us get a chance to, to get a feel for what's near what and how things are going. And This was work. Yeah, this was work, quote unquote. <laughs> yeah. Had a great time. Really had a great trip. Um, very excited to see the ship and take the tour. One of the funny things is um, the ship is parked at the Manhattan Cruise Terminal. And unlike Port Canaveral, there's a lot going on around the Manhattan Cruise Terminal, and the ship looks small. It doesn't have that. Didn't have that sort of. You know how in Port Canaveral, oh, it's yeah. next to a skyscraper, yeah. the ship doesn't mm-hmm. look so right. Good. And next, next to the two-story parking garage in Port Canaveral, the ship looks <laughs> huge. Right. And also, it's next to the Intrepid Museum, so it's kind of weird that you're next to this thing with. Planes and guns on it. So it was kind of a fun, a fun thing to see it in that context. Pulled the ship in, so when you walked past it, you were looking straight at the nose of the ship, Mm -hmm. the bow. Where you went through the terminal, there were glass, giant glass windows, and you can see the bow of the ship. And we got great pictures of the New York skyline reflected in the mirror. Across the bow of the ship. That's cool. Really, really. For cool. those of you who are into such things, the ship was docked at Fort the uh, at Forty Eighth Street at Pier Eighty Eight. We went to uh, uh, Pete, Don, and I had a chance to take the tour. It was only we were the only ones who were invited, so Kevin wasn't allowed on the ship. Kevin had to go and do things by himself in New York City. Wah, that day. <laughs> Poor Kevin. We showed up. Very well done. Very well organized. We got our credentials. We got our little. Waited in line. They had a uh, coat check area because it was a rainy, sort of misty day. Um, they had some refreshments out for people, but well handled. How many people? I understand there were 400 travel agents. Mm. Uh, and travel agents and media invited mm. as well. This is just to the chip tour, right? Right. This was for the tour the first day. Mm. So we got waited for them to say, okay, now it's okay to get on the ship. And we walked on the ship. We walked on a little gangway. The ship is not. That's not true. It was not a little gangway. It was really? like the standby line for Soren. <laughs> it was a switchback switch gangway. Because you know how in, in Port Canaveral you just kind of step on the ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you kind of walk through this little hallway. So this was like getting on the Titanic or what? The it little was, railings and it was, no, it was a was, enclosed walkway, but it was outside an elevated enclosed walkway. Like you're going on an airplane, kind of a thing. No, it was like you've been on the ship in Port Canaveral. Yes. It was kind of the same thing, only it didn't go from the pier to the ship. It was switchback. Like 48th Street, 47th Street. No, no, no. no, no. (laughs) Okay, we're spending too much time. Okay, okay, switchback line. (laughs) The The point of that was you walk on the ship, and it's almost identical to the dream. It's pretty much the exact same ship. Some of the differences are the the wood tones are a little bit darker on the fantasy. Much There's richer a statue looking. of Minnie in the lobby. Oh, I saw a photo of someone standing next to it. Was that Mariah Carey? <laughs> Maybe it was. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very rich sort of dark wood tones uh, on, Someone. The, on the fantasy, as well as the artwork's different. The artwork is very much um, the, the uh, Ivan Earl. Sleeping Beauty kind of artwork. That's sort of gothic. Mm. There's that bar that in the lobby. Me. Absolutely, absolutely beautiful. I mean, incredible, incredible artwork on this ship. Uh, there was a self-guided tour. They gave us a list of what we could see, what areas would be open, uh, what staterooms would be open. We were able to see the concierge rooms, the 
Category T staterooms. Oh, what do they look like? Just like the dream. I mean, yeah. really almost identical. And I understand that the gate is gone Correct. going into the concierge area. Correct. There's no longer that gate that's sort of titanic. We're going to yeah, that, behind the that gate. bothered me. Yeah, I didn't like, like being either. on the outside of that gate. <laughs> Nobody does. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just don't the gate. Just you didn't the like gate. being in steerage? No, I didn't like being in steerage. And again, identical to the dream set up. Everything is the same. We saw outside staterooms. We saw inside staterooms, the magic portal. Porthole and portal. portal. <laughs> Ooh, where does it take you? That sucked you into the magic portal. How about that did you, did you like go poltergeist? Up? Is that deck 13 where they put the it's satellite falls? That was my favorite spot on the dream was where the satellite tower was and they had like benches or seating. What happened it. was, yeah, actually that there's a, um, a, there were areas on the ship we weren't allowed to go to okay. that were restricted. We could not go up that high huh. into that area. There was also... Um, a new pool in the front yeah. of the ship. We weren't, we weren't able to get there as well. It was also nasty weather that okay. day. Yeah, we did a lot of inside stuff because outside was raining. One of the things that surprised me was um, Cabanas was open for lunch during the ship tour. Hmm. So we stopped and we had lunch. <laughs> Cabanas, well. it was great. That's weird. Yeah, it was really weird. I mean, I thought, you know, what are we going to do? Or, you know, so I don't have anything to add. I didn't go on this. Yeah. Okay. So, and I've never been on the dream. So you keep saying it's just like the dream. And I'm like, okay. For those of you who know the dream, it's just like <laughs> so the dream. So it's like it's the buffet. Right. Cabanas is, Cabanas the, buffet. is the buffet bar, which is just our buffet bar, which is they have on the magic and the one right. also. It's just different. So it was no, nice to names. sit there and yeah. we had a little bite to eat and we kind of uploaded our pictures and then we went on our way to look at the rest of the area. Did you go to the different restaurants? We got a chance to see the different restaurants, yeah, but not eat in them. Did you get to see the the new thing they're doing in Animator's Palette where you draw on your placement? We got to see a little bit of that. and I think we got there just as sort of a demonstration was ending. Okay. And he was explaining that you'll draw on the placemat and then they'll scoop them up during the meal and your picture will show up on the screen. Plus, they're going to do a credit. So if you sign your artwork... They'll play credits at the end of this montage of pictures. Oh my gosh, that's cool. Yeah. So the food you dropped on your placement. <laughs> and I think they, they also put a sticker or something on your, like, you know, those gold seals. Uh-huh. I think they, they do that on there, too, if I remember that's correctly. Interesting. So it was, it, I thought Animator's Palette was going to be different. It's set up exactly like okay. the dream, but the show is going to be different. Yeah. We didn't get a chance to see the actual show. They okay. did an explanation of what was going to happen. Um, one of the new things on this ship is Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. Hmm. Um, we got a chance Where's to that see at? that. Where's that at? It's Deck Five Midship, kind of right by the kids' program. By the kids' club. Yeah, oh, kids okay. Clubs. Cute, small area. Really small. Yeah. Is this an extra fee? Yes, oh, of course. Like I, a spa. I, well, you're paying enough for the cruise. I think I it should know. be free. Definitely I think you get a package too, don't you? Bibbidi Boutique. You get. Then you go can play. go a couple times. So, oh, like, if you're on a Sunday oh, cruise, wow. you can. And they were explaining times. to us that on Pirates Night, it changes from Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique to the Pirates Takeover. So oh, that's, that's cool. cute. Like that's that. real cute. And kids can be made up like Kids pirates. clubs the same as they were on Kids the clubs train. are the same. Uh, one of the differences, the nursery is the Small World Nursery. Cute. Which is absolutely adorable. Aww. Absolutely I'm excited. Adorable. I can't. You have no idea. Finland Ferris and Finley are going to be ecstatic about these places. But they, the nursery is for the babies, right? Yeah. No, you can be up to three. Right. Up to three? Kids. Okay. There is a, an area with cribs for infants, oh, okay. but there's mm. a lot of play areas, and they're all themed for Small World. So they've got that sort of looks like the front of Small World. Yeah. That's cool. Coloring and pattern. pattern I've been doing my research, Teresa. Okay. <laughs> it's absolutely adorable. The kids' area is pretty much identical. Big, huge area. It's lots, huge. Lots the big galley in the back. and Yeah. And I think you said on... On the Diz about the entertainment district was laid out better or it's something was better about it than the dream? They did was um, they kind of took away that sort of weird when you first went in there was that big disco lounge area. And it's kind of it's hard to explain what it is. It's almost like there's a circular bar in the middle. And it's kind of themed for Paris. Like I kind of have a hard time explaining it. And 
it's where you can sit and sort of have a drink, but that's kind of the entrance to all the other clubs. Okay. So it's kind of a starting point. It's almost and like a lobby bar for the like rest of the... a lobby bar, yeah. That's where you meet somebody it. and then decide where you want to go right. or something. And then there's, a, there's an Irish pub, which is different. Very hmm. cool looking, very interesting. I think my problem is, is I don't look at a cruise that way. I, that doesn't appeal to me, going no, and sitting in a bar go, and having yeah. a drink and all that. But I can see what they've done to really change it up. Skyline Bar is the same. Okay. There's a, a club. There's um, The Champagne Bar is gone. Oh, is it? Pink or Bubbles or what, whatever. Yeah, what did, what did they replace that with on the Fantasy? I can't remember the name of it. It's a, cute, a country cute. western line dancing bar. No, <laughs> make that crap up. Uh, that would be cool though if they did. Bowdy partner. <laughs> it's a hoedown. Josie Dow. It's another little boutiquey type of little okay. bar area. It's all very cute, all very well done, well themed. Um, you know, if that's your thing, it's great to see. The shopping area is pretty much identical to the Dream. The the uh, theaters are the same, so it's. Just another great ship that they've put out. Um, I'm trying to think if there was something specific I wanted to mention. I forgot what it was. How about the, the teen club? Did you go in there? We did. We had a chance to go in the edge and see the, the teen club. Um, I wasn't that impressed with it. Do they still have the long hallway with all the different colors in it? This was, no. This was like you walked up the stairs to this giant white room. It was very strange. It was... But it had little... Did it have like little... Oh, like little cubbies within the walls where they could sit? and different- Yeah, but not a lot of them. One, they had one to the left that looked like um, a coffee shop, and then one to the right that had sort of beanbaggy type of Yeah, because some of the stuff that I saw showed teenagers like, you know how I only have the magic or the wonder, the big portholes that you can sit mm-hmm. in down in the club district? They showed, I thought I saw some of those. Yeah, it was like little... Um, Almost like little individual little places where you could sit, and, sit in and play music. Yeah. Or there were a couple of those. Yeah, that get, was kind yeah. of the coffee shop area where there were tables and there were They have their own pool also, right? They do. They do. Or get you dipping something. area. It's not really a big pool or anything. <laughs> but I wasn't that impressed with the teen area. I mean, I don't know if it was because it wasn't fully staged. Yeah. Maybe your age. <laughs> I'm sorry, did I say that out loud? <laughs> I, I like mean, how you said that. Could have been. I, it wasn't for me. I, I mean, I... It was a big white box as far as I was concerned. Hmm. So it didn't. What? I, nothing. I didn't say a word. You're <laughs> staring at me. Just wondering. That's because you were the one talking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just. And so there's a teen club, there's a tween club, and then there's the kids' clubs. Correct. And there's the nursery. There's the bars for the older people. There's plenty of stuff to do on plenty that of show. Stuff. Plenty of, plenty of stuff. One of the things they did, big change in my opinion, was you remember where the soft drink bar was? Mm-hmm. All the way sort of up in front near the adult area? Mm-hmm. That's now dead center. Oh, that makes way oh, more sense. Oh, that does make more sense. Yeah. Oh, I know I was going to ask. Remember on the dream, the way the elevator popped right up in Cabana? Yes. Is it still doing that? It's I right outside of Cabanas, yeah, but it's right in that exact same design, exact mm. same location. I found that weird. Yeah. Oh, in the, you entered the restaurant? Yeah. No, just about. You went up to that level. The elevators, the only way to get outside to the pool area was you had to walk You had to walk cabanas. through the restaurant. Yeah, even when it's closed. Yeah. yeah. That's weird. However, the restaurant really doesn't ever close because you can still get drinks at the drink stations. Yeah. So it's not like the doors are locked and you can't get in and out. Get up, it's get just, yeah. you know, there's no food being served. I just think that was kind of odd. I don't know. Yeah. And it, again, was an, it is an odd place. How about um, Palo's the same? Palo is the same. Remy. Remy's the same. We didn't get a chance to go in Remy. It was closed for a private function. Palo is exactly the same. Meridian Bar is the same. Mm. All that. Um, just, it seemed like there were some minor differences. The spa? Is it same theming? Pretty much the exact same really? theming as the other one who walked through the entire spa. Hmm. So, you know, you've got... It's a great ship. It's a great layout. So you can't really. Complain. So who's, who was the captain? Did you meet the the captain? Captain Tom is the, t- is the oh, captain. Oh, okay. He so, came down the stairs for the christening. So he was the one. He's like the. He did it for popular all of them. one. Yeah, yeah, he's like the. the so father. we we did the tour. We actually spent several hours, ran around, got lots of pictures, tried to see as much as we could of the ship, and then the next day was the christening. And that happened. That took place at night, around six o'clock at night, and uh, we were allowed to bring our spouses. So good thing you got married. You had yeah. one. There's <laughs> mine. I would have been a spouse no matter what. That's right. <laughs> so uh, Walter, Joe, Donna's husband, and Kevin joined us for the christening. It was very nice. It was um, 
It was, was indoor. It was indoors. You signed in, and you we waited, and then we were allowed on the ship. And in the atrium, there was a piano player, and there were people circulating with hors d'oeuvres, um, little finger foods. There was a tuna hors d'oeuvre in what looked like a little tiny waffle cone kind of thing. And they were stood up in the... The holder. Um, there was a filet mignon on polenta. There mm. was there was a couple of different scallop. things. A scallop, right? There was a scallop that was served in its own little tasting spoon. Plenty of champagne. Plenty of wine being served. So this was different than when the dream. Totally different. This Very was a different. much different. Yeah, this was different more, function. This was an elegant party. You were at a cocktail party. And I still, I'm sorry, I, I think that was a mistake on Disney's part that they didn't live stream that. And I and I know Kevin is going to give me the thing about we're just a small little group of people. But I know a lot of... I didn't mean to make that sound like it. I apologize. No, 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 I no, no. I get, I get what you were trying to say. But there is a lot of people that were really excited that the fantasy was in New York and followed its every movement. And then when it got to the important part, which was the christening, Disney just went, oh, yep. sorry, we'll put it up tomorrow. They or closed whenever. the door. I thought that was weird. I, I can't think I it was going to be something on TV. I tried to something. keep up with it um, from inside. However, it, you don't have to be out at sea to have crappy reception on your cell phone. Mm-hmm. It was impossible to get things Oh, well, Disney should have had, I don't know. I just expected some sort of big me too. I think they could song have done and dance something. something. It didn't need to be at that particular moment, but they could have done something to show the fans out there that they've yeah. been hyping up for months about this ship coming, and then all of a sudden it gets here, and they go like, yeah, we'll get back to you. Yeah. I just want to go back for a second. My response was to a uh, statement on the board, and all right. I was saying was that I think the people that are hyped up about it make up a small percentage of the, the the client pool that Disney's looking for. I, as I said, I think a lot of the people... Now, it wasn't a wide sampling, but the people that I talked to in New York City thought this was the ship that was going to be doing the cruises out of Manhattan. They would, you would think that, though. Right. But And when I ex- would explain to them that, no, this ship was leaving and was going to be based in Florida, this came as a surprise to them. So while I think there are people that were, are excited about it, my only thought is that the people who were excited enough to be concerned that there was no live stream is a small portion of Disney's there's also a, This is also a very different setup. Like we said, the ship is pulled into port head-on with other stuff around it. So it wasn't like it could, they can Port Canaveral where they could set up bleachers oh, and watch They didn't it. parallel park here. I, right. I get that. The other thing, too, is the way the party was set up, it was very compartmentalized. We talked about now we've met in the atrium. We've had drinks. We've had hors d'oeuvres. The next step was they made an announcement, let's go to the Walt Disney Theater. So we got ushered into the Walt Disney Theater, and we were very lucky we had VIP passes, Dreams Unlimited Travel, we were sat in a special section in the balcony. We actually had a box seat. You had a box seat mm. in the balcony. Overlooking the stage. It was great. Like the old Muppet Man? Yes. Yep. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> it was Pete and, Wal- Pete and Walter, Donna and Joe, John and I, and then there were two women that we didn't know. Yeah, from some other we're, we're from another agency. You didn't wave to the people, did you? We did. Oh, we my God. We had a very interesting seat because not only because we see the, the stage and what was going on, but we could also see the audience. And in the audience were celebrities. Yeah. And there was Alan good celebrity yeah. spotting from there. Alan Cumming I saw a photo of him. Um, Ty, Ty Pennington from yep. Extreme Makeovers, who slouched. Um, he wasn't really dressed that well no, from the photo wasn't. I and saw. And he slouched. He had really bad posture. Uh, Tim Gunn <laughs> from Project Runway. Mayor, Mayor Bloomberg. Bloomberg was there. Um, so the Tom Skaggs. Bob Iger. Bob Iger. Carl Holtz. So we... We're in the theater waiting. It's the next part is sort of the show part of it, and wasn't up until like two seconds before that we knew that the master of ceremonies was Neil Patrick Harris. Mm. Very excited. Who really was as talented as you see him on television? He did a song parody. It was hilarious. Super califragilistic, and I can't even begin to tell you what the words to it were, but it was. A play on Disney spending so much money on this event. 
But how refreshing was that that Disney like poked fun at themselves because they very rarely ever do that. Neil pushed the boundaries in certain yes. areas. And he did things on his own too because we could see the teleprompter. Okay. So we could see him following the teleprompter and then all of a sudden he would say something that wasn't on the teleprompter. And the guy on the teleprompter would start scrolling. <laughs> so he was improvising and pushing the envelope. As a matter was, of fact, was it Tom Skaggs who walked up on stage when he was then? He goes, I'm not sure we're giving you a check. <laughs> we're paying you for this. Um, uh, Neil Patrick Harris was not only performed, but was the master of ceremonies and talked about the christening of the ship. And he's the one who went through the audience and talked to all the celebrities and did a little uh, interview with everybody. He also interviewed. He also introduced um, uh, segments of each of the three plays of three mus- mm. musical shows that are one going to be is on Aladdin. The show. One is going to be you know on the Disney Dream. They have what is it? Disney Dreams, right? I forget what the name. Yeah. is. I believe. I, yeah. Oh, the one about the little on the, 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 girl, the, the plant. The, the, yeah. Right. yeah. And that's on this show also. And then there's a show called Disney Wishes. Mm-hmm. And they did a little segment of each of those. In between those, um, then Jerry Seinfeld came out I and saw did that a stand-up. He was funny. He I'm was sure. Very he funny. was very, very funny. Um, and then the third performer was Heather Headley. Heather Headley was the original Nala in the Broadway version of The Lion King. She also was Aida in Disney's version of the Elton John version of Aida. She's a recording artist, and she de- sang several. Uh, she sang three Disney songs, each from a Disney Broadway show. Mm. Very well done. Excellent show. It was a lot of fun. Um, ended with a big musical number, and all the ca- the, the uh, characters came out and, and confetti oh, wow. cannons and um, streamers and things like that. And then they said, "We'd like you now to go back out to the atrium for the christening ceremony." So go, they actually said, "Come to the atrium. We're going to have a moment." <laughs> all that they told us, because we, again, being VIPs, we were allowed to stand in a special section. We were right up against the stage where Mariah Carey was. Have a moment. And in the section was not only Bob Iger and Carl Holtz and all the big wigs, but it was also Tim Gunn and the celebrities, Neil Patrick Harris. Everybody was in this special Carla section. Carla from Top Chef. She and you were the there? Favorite, yeah. And we were there. Well, how'd we you wing that? Apparently, we were very important. We apparently <laughs> were standing directly in front of the photographer, the Huffington Post. One of our listeners wrote to us and said, I was looking at the Huffington Post photo blog. Would you go look at it and tell me if those are your ears? (laughs) (laughs) Back of both of our heads in almost every picture. Every picture that the Huffington Post took, you can see the back of What a bad photographer. (laughs) And well, we're also seven feet tall. (laughs) What's really funny is that she recognized the backs of our heads. Oh, jeez. So, yes, if you go to the photo, the Huffington Post photo blog, and you start to look at the pictures of Mariah Carey, you can see the back of John's in my head in almost every photo. Like (laughs) framing. And now explain to me why Mariah Carey. Yeah, really. This is a question we cannot answer. You are preaching to the choir. Uh, Okay. Uh, Okay, I'm the only person at the table that doesn't have a problem with it. Well, well, the the best answer I heard was that it's because she named one of her kids Moroccan and the other one Mildew or whatever it is. Monroe. But there's a Moroccan and there's a Morocco in Epcot. So there's the connection. Oh, Lord. Wow. I, now I, mean, I understand. Isn't Jennifer Hudson the godmother of the dream? Yeah. Yes. Am I wrong? Okay. I feel like they're along the same lines. Yeah, but like, she, was in, she was on the Disney Magic. She performed in the show. She was in um, she was Hercules. She was a member. Yeah. But, I mean, like, from looking at it at that standpoint, you know, Jennifer Hudson, she's very talented. She kind of has an wholesome image. She hasn't really been in the tabloids for, like, horrible stuff. And neither really has Mariah. Mm. And I think they're looking for someone who doesn't have a, some, a tarnished yes. image. Let me explain right? to you what Mariah Carey did. They went through the whole thing. They went through, this is what's going to happen. And then they announced... This is the godmother of the ship. And Mariah Carey was upstairs and came down that long um, staircase. Holding on for dear life, it looked like. In eight-inch heels and what amounted to pink ace bandages. <laughs> she wore the tightest dress, and she it was very tennis. short. And she stood there and tried to read the teleprompter. And I'm going to guess if she said 40 words, that was a, that was a lot. 
And it was all the same old Disney speak. I'm really happy to be here. This was really nice. I'm a native New Yorker, blah, blah, blah. And it was over. And we all just stood, sort of stood there. And then they announced that the actual christening was going to take place. They had lowered this little uh, walkway out of, uh, outside the ship. Now, we were all inside. And Nick Cannon and Minnie Mouse were outside the ship. And Minnie Mouse took the bottle and smashed it against the ship. What was cooler than seeing Mariah was they had the talking Mickey. Yeah, I saw that. And the the talking talking Minnie outside. And Minnie spoke. Or Minnie and Mickey spoke. And their mouths moved and their eyes moved. What moved? Their eyes moved and their mouths moved. Which is, I could say the same thing from Mariah Carey. Yeah. (laughs) She did the same thing. The photo I saw, she had a black dress on. So I'm That wasn't the actual christening. That was probably at the party or something like that. Wasn't it pink what she wore? It was sparkly, I remember. So they never explained... Who or why? No. I don't think they really need to explain to anybody. I think we feel as fans that it should be someone Disney related. Mm-hmm. We all think it should be Mary Poppins or somebody. It be, yeah. Right. But I they don't Or one of the voices Angela of the Lansbury, princess. somebody, yeah. Mandy Moore. Somebody said Mandy Moore, who was that the voice of cool. um, Rapunzel. Yeah. But they got a twofer because they got the husband to go do the dirty work, work outside because she couldn't yeah. This was um I want to say a little bit about the, the the actual ceremony of the christening, they did it, some things I thought were great. Bob Iger, Tom Skaggs came out and did a little speech and then introduced the crew and the cast. I was just going to say, that was the highlight of this whole event. Chill inspiring. As you were standing there, if you've been on any Disney ship, you were standing there looking at that staircase and there's balconies. I think there's three story. There's downstairs and there's two balconies above hand. And he said he wanted to introduce the cast and crew of the Disney fantasy. And they started playing music. What was it? Be Our Guest, I think? Yeah. Mm. And all of a sudden, it's like they came out of the woodwork and they filled in the balconies and they came down the That's stairs cool. and they came out and of the And all the crew in their white outfits. And, and the... everybody was dressed in their finery. And they got, I've got goosebumps telling yeah, you about it. I do too. They have, they got the biggest hand of all. And he introduced him? Not uh, individually. individually. <laughs> oh, I'm thinking, man, that would be cool. But it was awesome. And we were standing with the executives. And we all had the same reaction. This is terrific. They deserved to be noticed. They deserved oh, yeah. to be acclaimed. It was beautiful the way they did it. I still think Bob Iger, though, needs um, entertainment lessons. Because when he's standing up there, oh. it always it, it always looks so painful for him to talk. I have and, to tell you, there's not a lot of them who are... Uh, the last real public speaker was Michael Eisner, and I'm not going to get into whether you like him or you didn't like him. He, at least, when he spoke, you listened. They, they've got some white bread up there talking these days. Well, they've got executives who are running the company. They're right. Not, yeah. But they're not, not entertainers. But, I mean, for something like this, he could have, you know... Hey, let's muster a little enthusiasm. But it looks fake when he does it, though. Right. So he just has to. So they did the they did the christening and the champagne bottle, and there was a big fake champagne bottle. The big giant one. The big giant one. Mariah jumped out of it. That was a confetti can. That was a confetti can. Oh, with wishes that had wishes and dreams in it. Wasn't that what it? It made the floor very slippery. Yeah, (laughs) I can imagine. So um, after that was done, we were told, "Okay, now you're going to go into one of the restaurants. You had a." Uh, you were told ahead of time it was on your credentials what restaurant you were going to go into and where you were going to sit and you were going to have a taste of the Disney fantasy. But before that, Kevin decided to go accost celebrities. That's not true. <laughs> I didn't, I, I would have stepped I believe over, John. I would have stepped over, I, didn't, I, don't, I don't accost anybody. I would have <laughs> stepped oh, over, Mar- I would have stepped over Mariah Carey to get to Tim Gunn. I wanted to talk to Tim Gunn. And he was very nice and I, he said, you know, tonight's a cause for celebration. And I said, I told him how much I liked his show and I, he, I said, you're right, it is. My partner and I got married this morning. And he said, well, that's great. Who's your partner? And I said, his name is John. Point He's right there. Mm-hmm. And he said, so let me go over and wish your partner congratulations. So we went over. And I he got told, a hug from Tim Gunn. He, John, he, Tim hugs John. Yeah, he does. Does he? And he's impeccably well-dressed and very, very polite. Probably not a hair out of place. Nope. And he says to John something about, um, congratulations on your wedding. I think it's great that we're able to do that now. And John says, well, that's nothing. John went for the joke. Absolutely went for the joke. And John said to Tim Gunn, well, that's nothing. Tomorrow we're going down to Canal Street and buy ourselves a baby. 
Lord. <laughs> and Mr. Gunn got very stiff. <laughs> stood up very straight. And Stepped back. mentioned something about, I didn't know you could do that and it being a brave new world and walked away. He <laughs> <laughs> didn't get it. <laughs> Scared he did not see this as humorous at all. I had tears rolling down my face. You'll, he'll remember you forever. Right. Some gay couple's buying a baby on Canal Street tomorrow. That's what he told everyone after that. He's probably Googling it to see if he can do it. Are they selling kids on Canal Street? No. Only the ones who do laundry. Um, so then we went into the restaurant. Which one? Uh, we were in the uh, Royal Court. The Royal Court. It was fun. It was What was nice was that it wasn't that typical thousands of people sitting on top of each other because there wasn't that many people there. So we kind of had a lot of space to... To sort of spread out. There was a semi-celebrity sitting at our table. She was a very nice travel agent. And her brother, if you were a wrestling fan a couple of years ago, was Diamond Dallas Page. <gasps> I know that name. I don't. She <laughs> told you this? I don't know. A semi-celebrity? Well, well WWE or F, they are okay, semi-celebrities. So she introduced herself this way no, or what? No, she Donna and Donna had, had met. Right. At an event. And Donna said, I remember you. There was something about your brother or something as a celebrity. And then she explained that. Oh, okay. I thought maybe that's why she introduced herself. No. Perhaps you so, know me by my stage. Tim Gunn was the only celebrity <laughs> that you accosted? I didn't accost him. <laughs> he was the only one that I really wanted oh, okay. to talk to. And Neil I, Patrick I, Harris wasn't mulling about anywhere? Or he he was. He was mulling about. But it was kind of like, I don't know, I guess for us, Tim Gunn was cooler. I think Alan Cummings is really cool. Well, we'd met Alan I've Cummings. met Alan oh. Cummings. Oh, well. Yeah, sorry. He's old news. Pity. He's very nice. <laughs> and he walked right past me. I would have stepped over him, too. I wanted to say hello to Tim Gunn. We uh, had a very nice meal. There was a choice of appetizers. I didn't Actually, there was not a choice. There was, <laughs> there was. There was a choice. And one was a sample. And the, You'd be wrong, John. The marital bliss has come to an end. No, there was each of the ones that were there, and then there was a sampler of all three. You'd no. be wrong, John. You only got the sampler. That's why Pete asked for... That's why Pete got fruit. Because all three choices were fish dishes. Yeah, he doesn't eat fish. Oh, my, he didn't. Unless did it's he in fish? a can. In any event. Who do you trust? We had... <laughs> uh, the menu at home. I believe John. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I was just going to say, who sent uh, the paycheck? <laughs> Go with him. Okay. So we had the seafood sampler, which was very nice. Um, then you had your choice of entree. This is true. This is absolutely true. <laughs> Kevin got a steak. Um, I got there was a, a fish. Surf and turf. You got a little steak and a little lobster. Mm. All okay. I mean, it was... Okay? Yeah. Mm. We would think that for something of this caliber... It would have been like, oh my god, I can't believe it. It was just okay. Hmm. Do you think you eat out too much? <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought the food. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do you I know what I mean? I thought the food no. was better than John did. Um, I thought it was very, very nice. I can. I we do eat out a lot, but I can appreciate good food. Oh, I know. I, I understand, but I, I don't know. I just. It, I, I don't know. It, it sounds good. You just want to believe. I want. Yeah. I, I thought it was good. the sampler was great. It was, it wasn't a lot of each. each. I got the three different seafood dishes. One was um, a shrimp, and then there was a little bit of lobster, and there was a scallop, and they were all prepared differently. So it was like a bite and a half of. So it was like portions like food and wine. Yeah, no. But this was actually the way it's going to be but served. No, no, no. no. This was oh. a special. Oh, okay. I'm going. Menu. Whoa. <laughs> um, you got an appetizer with. I'm going to guess. Each serving was a bite and a half or two bites. But there were three of them. Hmm. And then you had a choice of um, your entrees. And there was a fish dish. There was a vegetarian dish. I don't remember what it was. I wasn't interested. Tofu, pasta or something. Yeah, something like that. Mm -hmm. There was um, the fish dish, which was, uh, you had it, I don't remember. Sea bass. Sea bass. But it was, a. am going to guess, a three or four ounce filet mignon and the half of a small lobster tail. And he came on like a potato pancake kind of a thing. I thought mine was very good. Joe had some problems with the way his steak was prepared. And he asked for it medium well. And they actually brought him out a fourth steak. And when I tell you that they were nowhere near medium well. Like raw. At first I kept thinking, the first time he said it, I thought, all right, you're just being picky. But then he showed it to me and it was mooing. Mm. And he sent it back and asked for one that was medium well. 
And they came back out and they said, okay, how about this? And you could see the blood running out of it. And I oh, thought, okay. okay, medium well means pretty well cooked. Pretty well cooked. They had tried four different times. They finally came out with a plate with two additional lobster tails on them and told them that they were sorry. And I thought, holy Well, they didn't moly, have fire back there to heat it know, up or did what? Did the sterno go out? What's the problem? Char <laughs> um, it. Really? They brought out a dessert sampler. You had a couple of different choices. Not a couple of different choices. There were a couple of different desserts on your plate. One was a cheesecake. One was um, a lava cake, a chocolate lava cake. With the- a chocolate lava cake about the size of a silver dollar. They sound like typical Disney desserts. There's okay. always a cheesecake. Oreo There's always a chocolate cookie, cake. Kind of a- no, the size, like I mean. A yeah. little bigger. Okay. Like a, a chips ahoy kind of size, and it was probably an inch or two high. And there was, you know, what a chips ahoy is. Don't sit there looking at me. I'm sure you have some hidden somewhere at home. No, they get eaten too fast. Okay. But it, uh, three small versions of the desserts, and they were good. But there was some also some good. Um, they started out with a nice bread and butter selection on the p- table and things like that. You can't go wrong with that. No, and I. I thought the food was better than you did, apparently, because I, I didn't think it was thought all that it was great. great. I thought that for something that fancy and that this is our showing off, you would think that the food would have been. Well, they wanted had, to give you what you're going to get, though, right? That's what you had, got. The waiters were all dressed. It looked like the opening scene of the Broadway play, Les Mis. <gasps> they all had on their navy blue jackets with the gold braids and stuff. Oh, and, yeah. Um, do you remember the show Taxi? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love Taxi. Yeah, yeah. Latka. He didn't thank you very much. Like Latka, thank you very much. He sounded exactly. Oh, like seriously? Latka. Oh, he, and every time he said thank you very much, <laughs> it, they were much. so earnest and trying so hard. Good. You could tell they were tense. This was opening night. Yeah. You know, that's my favorite part of a cruise is interacting with the people that work there. Me too. I'm going to be honest it's, with you. There was not a lot of time for that. Right. Each table had like eight waiters. <laughs> but on a but on a, cr- a regular right. cruise, because you get to know them. Yeah, right. you get to Especially know. Especially when you're on for a couple of days. Yeah. I told you a story before. I got talking to one. His name was Plamen, and he was Plamen, Middle some, European, some somewhere in there, former Soviet <laughs> bloc <laughs> country. <laughs> and he told me he was an Olympic shot putter. And I asked him if he was really an Olympic shot putter. Or was he putting me on? At which point, this was on he the threw magic. something at you. No, he all of a sudden in the middle walkway where it's he tiled, did his little thing. He did a handstand oh. and then walked over to the steps and did a one-handed push-up where he jumped up to the next step on one arm and then he would do push-ups on one arm and came back and said, "See," and I thought, <laughs> "Wow, that was really good." But that, I think it's what, so fascinating. What though, did you've everyone got all else these- think about? I know you don't want to really speak for them, maybe, but Pete and Walter and Donna and Joe, were they, the meal, was it okay for Pete them? Pete and Walter were a little rushed. Hmm. They were leaving early the next morning. The car was picking them up at 5 a.m. They were leaving for, oh, New, yeah, for Orleans New Orleans to go on the, the Royal Caribbean cruise that they're on now. So their evening ended with, oh, holy moly, it's 9 o'clock. We have right. to go. And they didn't have an appetizer for Pete. They threw something together that mm. didn't look a that great. A fruit platter kind of thing. And it was very rushed. Again, Joe had a lot of problems with his right. food. Yeah. But they kept trying. They kept right. trying. And they, tried, they eventually brought him out three or four Apologized lobster Apologized a million times for it. Uh, Donna seemed to enjoy hers. The other two women at our table seemed to enjoy theirs. Wine was flowing the whole evening. Um, so it was, you know, it was well done. They really tried to put out the effort for it. At the end of the night, there were still people in the lobby, and they were still um, they were still passing champagne or wine if you wanted. Actually, it. they invited everybody to the entertainment district. They said we're still going to party on huh? into the night. <laughs> Kevin didn't want to do it, so uh-huh. I said, "Let me just go and see what it was like." So he sat in the lobby, and I went and did a quick sort of run through because I wanted to see what was going on. I was very, very, very impressed. All the bars were open, serving drinks. To everybody. Wow. And walking and waiters walking around with more food and more desserts. Chocolate covered strawberries. Good lord. All these I kind chocolate of, desserts. It was nice to be in the lobby with far less people. Mm-hmm. You kind of got a chance to walk around and see details that when there were seven hundred people yeah. in the lobby, yeah. it was kind of crowded. With thirty people in the lobby you could see the details of it all. Uh, John didn't care for the chandelier. I thought the chandelier was kind of beautiful. I mean, it's not the kind of thing you could put in your house, but it was beautiful. It would take up your whole living room. Uh, it's a beautiful ship. It's did, it, a, 
So I did a quick run through of the entertainment district, got done, we headed out, and they gave us a swag bag. They gave us goodies for the way out. What'd you get? What'd you get? Did you bring it? Did you Um, share? What is it? No, I didn't bring it because you'd be snatching and grabbing at it. There was a bottle of Tattinger champagne with a label on it that said Fantasy Christening. A small bottle, like about this size, a little bit smaller than a high Like a regular size champagne bottle? No, No. like a half of that. Oh, okay. Um, There was a box with, you know, the wine glasses from the cruises that they've done in the Mm -hmm. past. They They said Fantasy Christening on them. Um... And then Cartier were, watch or anything good. No. Like the Oscars and then there was the oddest thing I've ever seen. It was this nice little box, but it, it like all snaps together, but it forms a box and it has a top on it and it says fantasy christening and you open it up and there's this thing all wrapped up in tissue paper and you rip the tissue paper opening open and there are two scarves inside. One's navy blue and one's red and they're very soft, but they're made of acrylic they feel kind of like stuffed animal soft kind of thing. Hmm. But one's navy and one's red. So I took them out. But they didn't, say Disney, they didn't say Disney on them anywhere. They don't Harry say Potter fantasy scars. on them at all. That's bizarre. There's just just tied on. So this was, it was nice. And they're nice scarves. As a matter of fact, I was wearing a navy blue jacket the next day. I wore the navy blue one. However, so weird. It's so random. I mean, it has nothing to do. It didn't say anything on it. The box was marked, but the two scarves inside in red and navy. Did they just think, I guess, red and navy are kind of like cruisy well, colors? I think but... it's kind of the Disney Cruise Line logo is sort of those colors. Mm. But, but I can't, I mean, not, not even like an embossed cruises, logo. Right. Most even if it cruise, had like fantasy on it. Right. right. Something. But most cruises go to a warmer climate, so it's not like... Is that like probably some wear? supplier gave it to them for nothing? I, I and get they the went, feeling. Hey, <laughs> this in the bag. Um, exactly what it felt They like. didn't have to exactly. give us anything, and so right, I'm, I'm right. not ungrateful. But it just struck me as I mean, the champagne glasses and the the champagne, those are great. We mm-hmm. have a little standalone bar that's in our dining room, and it looks great on there. I mean, well, we don't drink the stuff on the bar, but it's there. You know, instead of, you know how you can buy those um, charms for your wine glasses? You could just tie a scarf on the bottom, and you could tell which ones were which. There you go. They're about Giant five scarf. feet. <laughs> this is my wine glass as you're trailing it behind you. So it was... Oh, and I forgot to mention when we ended the tour the first day, they gave us another gift. They gave us uh, replicas of the kill coin. Oh, okay. So, That's cool. Very cool. So, so it was well very done. nice. And every as they were standing there, I mean, it was like any time you leave a Disney event, there were cast members wishing you a good night and thank you for coming and all of that. It's here that Disney fell short. This was at 48th and the West Side Highway. This is not a busy area of town. Disney had no not, had not informed any of the cab companies oh. that this was going to be there were going to be six, seven, eight hundred people coming out of this event. You had to take an elevator down to the ground level and cross the West Side Highway and get to the other side of the street to get a cab. Oh, and when we got there, there were probably six pairs of people ahead of us. And without anybody saying anything, we had kind of formed a line. And the first people went, I'm going to guess we stood there. And it was cold and raining. Mm-hmm. I'm going to guess, <clears throat> was it raining that night? No, it was just cold. I'm going to guess we stood there for 25 minutes waiting for a cab. And where you came out, where they dropped us off, there was a ramp up. So in my opinion, I would have called a cab company and said, there's going to be 800 people yeah. here who need rides. Send over every... There you go, Max. Send over everybody who's doesn't have somebody in the car and have a line of cabs yeah. waiting for people. It was very difficult when you came out. That's weird. Mm. Talking about outside the ship, um, I don't know if you know, is this roughly where the magic is going to be in the same general yes. area? Yeah, it's the Manhattan Cruise Terminals for sure. We don't know exactly what pier... Possibly. I imagine this one was yeah. hard I've heard. This I've had thing. people ask me um, parking. I know there's parking there, yep. for, there's but parking is it there. is it limited? Is it safe feeling? I mean, what's the the I, vibe? I I used to go to New York in the seventies, and you clutched whatever you had in your pockets, and you put money in different socks, and 
New York is a much, much different place. We noticed that people were friendlier. People were helpful. You see cops all over the place. There's a great police president, presence, not president. There is a, I never once, and we walked everywhere, even at night. I never once felt unsafe. This is part okay. of what we'll do in our, you know, what to do yeah. in the city when you're on the magic for that sailing. But I would not hesitate to leave a car in that parking structure. Because oh, I've had people all. ask me that. And they're driving I down for the cruise. that you can take a cab to it easily. I don't care what Disney or anyone else tells you. This is not within walking distance of any hotel, especially pulling luggage. Don't believe anything they say. You're going to have to have some way of transporting you and your stuff to the cruise terminal. I mean, it is accessible. You could walk it if you were desperate. But, and I don't want to make it sound like it's out in the middle of nowhere, but it's not like butt up against Times Square. I mean, there's several blocks of more residential kind of area and then there's some of that industrial area right along the river and there is a place for you to cross in an elevator up to the cruise terminal but it's not like it's not like coming out of the contemporary and walking to the magic kingdom this would be a hike from any hotel you're going to need some form of transportation to the terminal Well, i know a lot of people um that i've dealt with are I don't want to say local, but they're within a couple hours of New York, and they plan on driving. There are there are many options. One of the things people can do, and something that Don and Joe did, was they went to Hoboken, parked their car there. There's parking structures. Took a cab, took the ferry over, took a cab hmm. to the hotel. Something if people don't want to actually drive in the city. I personally didn't find the area to be bad. I thought, as a matter of fact, I didn't feel unsafe at all when we crossed the street coming off of the ship. I didn't feel unsafe at all, but we had been at a very elegant event, and then it ended at the door. And now you took an elevator down to street level, and you crossed six lanes of highway. Now, there was a red light, but you still crossed six lanes of highway and waited along the edge of the road for a cab. It's my opinion that at the end of this elegant evening, there should have been a line of cabs there, so as people exited, you just got in a cab and left. And there was definitely a place to do that. It wasn't like that would have been a different... The maneuvering wouldn't have been difficult. There is a place for people to drive up and drop you right off at the door. Right. Like okay. Right outside the, the terminal. Oh, okay. Sure. So, cool. All right. Well, that was our experience. We had a great time. Um, the fantasy is actually here. Mm-hmm. Got to see it come in this morning. We saw your video. I saw Katie's video. Yeah, really, I watched really, that really too. Really, well done. Really cool. <laughs> It it was another one of those times that standing there I had goosebumps because it was a lot of Disney cast members were there, but there were a lot of, you know, normal folk, if I'm normal. Um, and Should we, we vote on that? <laughs> <laughs> um, you could see the ship off in the distance and you could see the spotlights. And when the first person saw it, you could just hear the whole crowd. And when it started to, like, make that turn in off the ocean and, like, the crowd erupted, it's like, wow, this is so cool. Again, being in a place with people who understand Disney, and when the ship was coming by, people were screaming and clapping and, you know, crying, and it was just... Crying? Yes. You were? Yes, I did. Wow. And loads of other people did. It was funny, too, because I was standing there, and my uh, phone rang, and my ringtone from Katie is Figment. And about 10 people around me just went like, <laughs> like, oh, yes, you know, you can tell there's a Disney fan yeah. here. But just watching everybody, and this was at 5 o'clock in the morning, and just about as she's starting to come down the channel, all of a sudden the news stations came over with their helicopters, and everybody's all like, what are they doing up there? That's not fair. And it's like, God. it's sort of like jarred the moment, but when she came in and... Um, it's not fair? <laughs> you don't have a well, helicopter? helicopter? Like, you all should have your own helicopter? <laughs> well, no, because it's sort of like we've been standing here for how long, and all of a sudden the helicopter. Yeah, they whip came in over. the last minute. Yeah. Well, and that's the, kind of their prerogative. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, it, you know, and I'm sure Disney was in one of those helicopters taking pictures. But when they played the horn and then the fireworks went off, you know, there was nowhere else I would have rather been this morning to see it come in and see everybody was acting like little kids watching this ship come in. 
and watching the towboats when they went out, the people on the towboats were like waving to everybody. This was like the party to be at hmm. this morning to see the ship come in. And even though it looks just like the Disney dream, it was really exciting. Pete went out early in the morning and they came into New York and took pictures from, was mm-hmm. it from Battery Park? Battery Park Village or Battery Park City or something yeah. like that. And he's got some really great shots with the Statue of Liberty in the background. But he said the ship came in and they played New York, New York on the horn, which I think is pretty cool. That is cool. And he was surprised that there was no fanfare. There wasn't the boats and there wasn't the, the fireworks. And someone explained to him that, yeah, you, if you shoot off fireworks at 6 o'clock in the morning you know, in New York City, someone's going to get in trouble. They did have the, the boat that sprays the water. And when I saw that coming in and they're coming up by the Statue of Liberty, I could hear Neil Diamond playing Coming to America. That to In me, her head. In right. my head. Oh, yeah. it was in her head. <laughs> no, that's, so, let, me, let me tell you, it was, it was only in her head. Yes, it was only in my mind. But to me, it was like, you know, you, you got the idea. Oh, into America. I was like, really? They got Neil Diamond to get up at 5 a.m. and sing? But, you know, when you saw the ship coming in, and I realized most of the people that went to Ellis Island did not come in on a boat like the Disney Fantasy. No. But the feeling you must get, because I was sitting there again. Were you drinking? No. And, and was, was high on Disney. I had three webcams up with different shots of where the Fantasy was. And I wasn't the only one because there were loads of us on Facebook. And they're like, oh, look, it, it's doing here. It's going there. It's doing this. It's doing that. We had like our own little party. Online, a billion dollar cruise ship came into port, and that your mind went to Ellis Island. <laughs> you know, I, I thought the same thing. By- though it, it's like I don't know. It was a real patriotic moment. I thought a real. I had one of those this know. week too, and I won't go into great detail. But I haven't been to New York since two thousand. Okay, and oh. I know what I know. But it was very, very different to see the New York skyline for the first time for myself and have it look so different. And we went down around Ground Zero, Mm. and Ground Zero is a hive of activity and construction, and the Freedom Tower is about halfway built. So, But it's still, it it, it was sobering to me. Mm -hmm. In the middle of what was a very good time this week. This was a very sobering moment. And I don't want to make it sound like anybody's down there standing around being somber or it's, you know, it's, it was very, very busy and very personal, but it was a very personal somber moment. Katie was telling me too, that Carl Holtz is an immigrant and it brought up some memories for him too, as he came in on the ship. I was surprised at how tall he was. Really? Yeah. I stood right next to him. Um, as tall as you? I, I taller. As taller, as taller, no, taller than me. Wow. He's a big guy. I think he's got to get two inches on Kevin, yeah. Oh, my he's gosh. Guy, yeah. Oh, I never imagined. So he's really close to seven feet. Mm. Wow. And he's he's a big, bulky guy. I wouldn't so Captain Tom as... isn't as short as I think he is then, because when you see pictures of the two of them together, he looks Captain like Captain Tom a... was standing on a box. He was tiny. <laughs> <laughs> he That's looks like true. a little guy. That's not true. It's not true. Don't write to me. <laughs> I mean, he always looks like a little, and I think he is... You know, not a big guy, but he must not be as little as I thought. Okay, whatever. (laughs) All right. Well, that'll do it for this segment. Um, We hope you're as excited about seeing the fantasy in Port Canaveral as we are. And that'll do it for this episode of the Diz Unplugged. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and we hope you join us next week for another edition.